Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday. We begin in Alabama, and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. And we wrap up this week in Alaska with Andrea, or Andrea, Antoine from Be Bad Productions. How's things in Anchorage this wonderful July? Well, um, it is uh, partly cloudy, warming <laughs> up, we hope. We hope yeah. to have a, have, uh, you know, so far we've had a decent summer, not as warm as we want, I guess. But it's been beautiful. We're um, up to about 20 hours of daylight. So wonderful. it's been um, yeah, it's been it's been great. I want to talk more about that, the 20 hours of daylight, and then talk about you and your company and that. But I want to talk first here about Landry Amps, okay? So if you're a 30-watt amp guy, like a lot of guys are now, uh, i got to talk to you about the LS30 by Landry Amps. Now, I've got a 50, and I've got a 100, and I've got a couple of 30s I play around with. But the ones I play most are 50 and 100 watts. But the 30-watt amp from Landry Amps beats them both, the LS30 came from Bill Landry taking some lower game section, lower gain section of his distortion channel, made one channel, lower wattage, the EL34 power amplifier. Then he divided that one channel into two with a shared tone stack. You add a few switches for brightness, separate gain controls, master volumes, and bam, the LS30 from Landry Amps with all the goodness of an EL34. The clean channel can transition to beautifully clean and to even a slightly distorted channel while the distortion channel itself has two levels of gain for rhythm or lead all operated with a foot switch it also features tube buffered effects loop and reverb all this and barely 25 pounds amazing the ls30 from landry amps they have a youtube channel you can check out landry amps at landryamps.com you don't play uh, guitar do you andrea andrea don't but i love the sound all right yeah okay so um be bad productions (laughs) be bad productions up in anchorage and uh tell us what you do and then uh, let's tackle that name and how the name came about but (laughs) let's let's talk about what you do first what does be bad productions do well in a nutshell we are um it's professionally we are uh we are licensed and bonded concert promoters here in the state of alaska we also do, um, aside from that, or, you know, I guess basically our, our roots from that is that we started as community organizers. I guess I don't know if one calls activists or not, but we're de- definitely very active in the community. Um, and we put together a lot of events, unique events, um, community events. We volunteer a lot uh, for nonprofits and other, um, you know, other um, organizations. So you'll mm-hmm. see us in the community doing any variety of things, um, which we can get into a little bit more later, I guess. But um, so I guess in a nutshell, we are concert promoters. That's that's the bread and butter, and that, that gives you the opportunity to do some of the other stuff. I guess is that accurate? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, what kind of concerts do you put on? Do you put on festivals? Do you put on uh, uh, something at? I, I've never been to Alaska, so I don't know the the concert venues or the big ones or whatever. But do you like put on something in Juneau or something in Seward or something in Anchorage, or or do you just stay in Anchorage? Or how does that look? We have to this point only done. I mean, we've done 
done events out of Alaska. But in Alaska, we've uh, basically been in Anchorage. I don't think we've done anything outside of Anchorage at this point. Um, however, we are looking to expand to Southeast Alaska, primarily Juneau. Um, went to, I was part of a music festival um, about a month ago um, in Juneau, and it was awesome. So I, I you know, made some good connections, met some great people, musicians, and um, there's a venue there that I have my eyes on that I would love to come back and do you know, some type of an event there. Would it be um, too soon uh, to ask what the name of the venue is? Or? Um, that is the uh, Crystal Saloon, I believe is what it's called. Okay. And it's, um, it's, it's been named other things before, but I believe that's what it's called now. Really nice, unique looking venue in downtown uh, Juneau. So oh. we, we were part of the Akwak, um, uh, Akrak, uh Music Festival there, which is an indigenous um, you know, festival for indigenous performers, et cetera. And we were part of that, and we were able to bring one of the artists that's performed here in Anchorage for one of our events with us um, to Juno and perform. It was it was a great experience. Oh, how so cool! Looking forward, looking forward to continue to building that, you know, that um, working relationship in that community. It's kind of interesting in Alaska, and the, the guests I've talked to this week from Alaska, uh, that in Missouri and in Vermont, I just don't have the uh, exposure, I guess to indigenous people mm-hmm. like you have in Alaska. And yeah. there's a whole culture and a whole music movement of the indigenous people of Alaska. Is that accurate? Does that sound right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Very, very, uh, just, I don't know, just overwhelming almost because the um, amount of talent um, that have been untapped, actually, there's a lot of musicians mm-hmm. and artists that aren't even known, I, I would say, you know, worldwide or throughout the U.S., but um, they're having actually having a big festival, music festival um, that's going to be held. And I don't have my notes in front of me, so I apologize. But um, okay. that's going to be held. The Ock Rock uh, Music Festival is going to be held in September in Juneau. I don't have the exact dates oh, wow. right now, but that's a pretty major because from my understanding, it's either the first or the only um, music festival of that size, of that you know, magnitude um, for indeed or for or by, you know, or including um, indigenous people. Uh-huh. So I'm not an expert on that, but I do um, hope, hopefully we'll be there for that. And that's it, sometime, I think, in the middle of September in the Juneau area. Mm-hmm. Is the indigenous population more up toward Anchorage or is it down in the South or is it kind of mixed or how does that, how's that population spread look? No, I don't, I don't know the exact, you know, demographics of that, but um, I would say throughout the, throughout the state, but I mean, with Anchorage being the largest, you know, city, I would say we probably, you know, I mean, I guess if you compare the number of people, I don't know, um, you know, how that shakes out. But mm-hmm. I would say that um, all over the, we were a very, very diverse state. Um, so we have, you know, we're, rep- I think they said there's something like 40 to 50 languages spoken in the, in wow. the Anchorage school district, you know, right. Um, so we're very, a very, one of the most diverse, uh, I guess, states in the world is what I've been understanding, at least Anchorage is. Mm-hmm. Talk we have with, a, a, a you know, wide variety of, uh, you know what I mean? We have represented a wide variety of representation here, at least in this city. Definitely. Yeah. I talked mm-hmm. with a, a mutual friend, I guess, uh, uh, Ingvil, Ingvil yes. Batangutu, and uh, yes. joked that where she was or where they were when I did my interview with her, that she could see, uh, to m- kind of make fun of Sarah Palin in a way, which she said she could see Russia from her house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think she can because she has a place out in, and I think it's um, Homer, 
Yeah, and it, that's right. she probably can look right across. You know, I mean, I'm not, not sure about that, but I'm, I'm there. I'm sure there are, and I know that, that there are places in Alaska, believe it or not, that you actually can on a yeah. clear day. Now that's the question: okay. Can you find if you can find a clear day? <laughs> okay, that's, yeah, that's, that's, right. that's a challenge. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So tell me the name B Bad Productions. You said it's a it's a family name. Well, it's our initials. Um, initials of my daughter's um, son. Some some who are no longer with us, but it was it's a tribute to our family, um, you know, our family. Um, and so we use the initials and it, it just happened to be, I think my husband actually came up with it, but it actually That's just um, happened to be be bad, you know. That's so We've got funny. Brittany, Brandon, Andrea, Amar, or A Andrea, Angel, and Dexter. So we actually That's need hilarious. to add some more initials on there. We could add some more initials on there, but the funny thing is it's still the same initials, A, so it still oh, would be B-B-A-A-D. So, <laughs> so that would just be B-Bad. B-Bad. <laughs> we would just hold that. We would just hold that, you know, hold that longer. <laughs> is is so, your husband so, a part of this organization too then, or is he have, just... Yes, yes, we're 50-50. We're, um, okay. we're both members, I guess, so to speak. I guess uh -huh. officially we are members. Of the LLC, I so see. we um, are, I think that's what they call members or direct officers, members. Officers, directors. So yeah. we're both, yeah, yeah. But yes, we are definitely fifty fifty. Um, been married for a long time. Actually, we're getting ready to celebrate our thirty eighth. I think we just celebrated our thirty eighth. Oh, girl, get out! Ever. You don't even look thirty eight. Yeah. Get out of here! That's amazing. Thirty eight years together. Yeah, we're that's a lot amazing. older than that. <laughs> well, congratulations! <laughs> thank that's you. That's awesome. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, we've been together a long time and we both have a love. I think the, the love of music, the love mm -hmm. of performance, the love of the production and what it takes to put, put a production together. So we share that, you know, that passion. Did you meet performing? Were you both performers or did you just follow oh, no. music or? So we're not performers. We just actually, it's funny cause we both come, we come from different worlds, so to speak, so to speak. I mean, um, my husband actually grew up in Brooklyn, New York, or you know, oh, in New York City. Oh, wow! And I and I'm from Los Angeles, so we got California and, and New York. And then we met here. Um, he was here in the military station here in the military. But we bring a, both a unique, um, I guess, love of music. I'm more of the rhythm and blues, you know, jazz um, era because that's how I grew up. So I grew right. up with old school R and B, old school, you know, that type of thing. And then he's definitely hip hop. Um, being no from kidding. New York, New, you know, the Brooklyn, New York. Um, so he's the hip hop part of it and I'm the R and B part of it. And we mesh it together and, and create B Bad. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> do you uh, do you focus then on that genre of music that you promote through B Bad? Do you promote a lot of hip hop artists or a lot of R and B or jazz, or do you just are you all over the board? Do you go after bluegrass? That's been yeah, that's been primarily what we've um done thus far. However, mm -hmm. we're looking to branch out um this um actually our next event which we could talk about that um our next event we're hoping to incorporate other genres um everything from country to rock mm -hmm. to jazz which we love jazz r&b and hip-hop so we're hoping wow. to mesh those together yeah yeah definitely so so how do you i mean were you doing music production in la and was he doing you said he was in the military and he got stationed there so he wasn't involved in music right. production right what no we weren't we weren't um involved in music production i would production. say we're not in general right we i would say we um interact with and know a lot of people who are producers or mm -hmm. who are sound you know sound djs um musicians and performers you know artists right. um 
so we just have a knack of putting it together like put, putting those all of those different pieces together to come yeah. up with a an event I, I use the word production, but I probably should have said promotion because that's more of what this is. It's mm. a promotion. Well, it, you know, it, it, it's kind of both, you know, because a production is what, what it ends right. up being, right? You're producing but in, 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 in music, there's the production, right. so we, but there's also having right. to produce the song. So yeah. uh, when I said not, production, not, I was talking production about... production in the way of putting the song together. Yeah. Um, as far as that goes, we're not that, but we put people in the room who have that experience. So we have yeah. people who are producers. We have sound producers, DJs, the actual artists who perform. Uh, pr everything from you know uh, we call it photographers. We take everyone. Right. Uh, we have also have a crew of, of people um, who help us with each of our shows. Whether it's moving tables, being at the front, checking people in, putting on wristbands. I mean, all of uh -huh. that goes into making a um, uh, you know a successful event or production. So right. I think we, I, I would say we have more of a knack bringing all of those elements together and, mm -hmm. and making it into a production. So how did that happen? Like, did you just wake up and say, this is what I want to do? Or have you been doing that <laughs> since, you know, since high school or is that, how does that, what's the evolution of that? I would say I've always had a love for music because I grew up around it. Um, my uncles and, you know, being in California, we're very, you know, rhythm and blues is, is a big part of your life. Music is a part of your life mm -hmm. a lot in California and by, in my, the way I grew up in the era that I grew up in. And, and so, you know, um, those that know would know, you know, waking up Saturday mornings, that's all we listened to as we were cleaning up. Cause you know, we had chores, right? right? Uh -huh. so we would listen to Sam Cooke and Aretha Franklin and Luther Vandross and those, you know, those type of artists or, you know, um, everything from, or rock. I mean, I grew up in the era, you know, seventies or what have you in school. So we grew up with <laughs> everything, you know? Yeah. I was going to say, so we, that's our, so we grew up, I grew up loving all types of music. My mom loved country music of all, that was my mom. You know? yeah. So I listened to a variety of music and that's, I had a love for it. Whereas my husband, he was more like, he's from the, originally from the, his family's from the Caribbean. They're from uh, Trinidad oh. and Tobago. So wow. he had the calypso and the reggae and the, you know, Afrobeats. That's, that's his background mm -hmm. and the hip hop, you know, the hip hop and that. And so I guess if you mesh those two together, interesting. Or, I've never really yeah. thought of putting like, like yeah. Calypso with, with hip hop. Oh yeah. Well, the, well, it, it kind of, believe it or not, kind of, kind of meshes together, you know, and, a lot and, of the art. Now, now you're saying that I can hear it in my head, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so he grew up in Trinidad, which they say is the, you know, the king of the uh, Calypso band. So uh, music is a very uh, heavily, heavy influence in that culture as well. So, so you know, you mesh it all answer, you haven't answered my question. How'd you get into doing what you do? Oh, now? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. That happens. That happens all the time in this week. <laughs> um, well, for me, I would say, you know, me growing, like I said, growing up around Los Angeles. And then uh, my mom came here. My, my family kind of migrated to Alaska in the 50s. And so my mom came here and I'm not going to tell you all that. But so basically the way I would say I got my start in doing what we're doing now is through church. Honestly, um, I was mm -hmm. in church. And I didn't like to speak in the public, you know, friend, I was very shy growing up. And uh, that brought it out of me because I had to do the announcements. And then that kind of grew into um, doing um, events for the church, like, you know, our, our anniversary. And, you know, we would do like little plays and productions like that. And then that turned into doing, um, uh, like I said, events for the church. And that turned into doing uh, talent shows in the community for youth primarily. Okay. And then the, that morphed into doing 
more like a Christian and gospel type events. Mm -hmm. uh, we would do, um, uh, let me see, I think we started out doing a work workshops and, and concerts. And then that turned into, morphed into doing, you know, bigger productions. So we started out primarily in the gospel, I say Christian community, and that uh -huh. kind of turned into more of the R&B and um, nonprofit uh, fundraisers and that type of thing, putting those together. So it's, it, it just uh, morphed into other things. Kind of interesting when you think of a gospel background and you think of the music industry today, and yes. they're just so conflicted sometimes. You know, right, traditional right. Christian teachings. Uh, you know, right. I was raised Catholic. My girlfriend was raised Baptist. You know, mm -hmm. so um, I'm guessing you come from one of those traditional backgrounds as well. And then you hear some of the music that comes out of the hip hop or the 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 rap uh genre it just doesn't really fly in the face of the traditional christian teachings that we're well, <laughs> the thing is is that things are so non-traditional nowadays you know what i mean yeah. and in order to reach the masses you you have to go i hate to say go with the flow but the world has changed so much so yeah. um what's what goes now definitely didn't go then you know what i mean wouldn't work then Absolutely. but people have had to conform not conform had had to really i guess open their eyes and be more flexible in that in terms of that in order mm -hmm. to attract and keep the attention of people of today you know so the traditions are kind of out the window at this point you know no i mean they're not out the window, no i know i they, know exactly what you mean though they have I definitely mean, had to uh relax a lot so you'll see um hip-hop in the church now you know hip-hop mm -hmm. hip-hop in the way of like christian rappers and it's being accepted more um you know more so than, <clears throat> than it ever was before yeah, but we were doing yeah, it shouldn't be a surprise to us. I mean, uh, we've had we grew up in the rock and roll era, and right. I remember the first time I saw a rock band at a worship service, mm -hmm. and I'm like, yeah. this is so cool. Yeah, they were, you know, they exactly. were using my music to to and and not to evangelize here, but to to give me the word of God to evangelize right. to me right. in a right. way that wasn't church hymns, you know. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's it's the it's what's happening with music now. Yeah. Right. So I'm like an old man when I talk like that, you know, this <laughs> generation. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's true. In order to attract the new generation, you, you have to be flexible, a little bit more, a lot more flexible than it was then in order to attract and keep the attention of, you know, people right. today. So right. um, you got to incorporate other uh, types of music or other ways of, of reaching people. I look at it as broadening my scope of understanding. Exactly. Broadening our <laughs> <laughs> we're with, we're with my, my, uh, my furry friend is here oh yeah oh yep. so um, <laughs> we're with andrea antoine the owner founder of be bad productions in anchorage alaska and we're going to talk in a little bit andrea about uh some of the acts that you've brought in and what that production kind of thing looks like it's really simple you buy kitty's litter box you open the box, you put the litter in the box, introduce the box to your cat. When the cat has done their business for, I don't know, maybe a month or so, or you're out on a vacation and you want to take it with you, you do that as well. Then when you're done or they're done, you close the box and you throw it away. Just grab the box, grab the handle, by it's a biodegradable box, and you throw it away. Perfect for traveling with your favorite feline. It's affordable. It's convenient. The only thing I really disliked about cats, and I don't know how it ever became my job, but that was the cleaning of the litter box. Well, with Kitty's litter box, 
you don't have to. If Kitty's Litter Box were around 20 years ago, who knows? I might still have cats. Kitty's Litter Box, all lowercase, kittyslitterbox.com. Order today. It's perfect. And we're back with Andrea Antoine from Be Bad Productions in Anchorage, Alaska. Now, this is uh, pre-recorded. We pre-record our interviews and we broadcast them later on. So we're being broadcast now in mid-July. But the day of the interview is launching into a big Juneteenth festival that you were involved in the music part of that. Uh, tell me what goes into a production like that where it's not, the whole thing isn't yours, just a, a big part of it, though, is. Tell me how that works, like what what your day looks like, what you have to do to prepare for something like that, and give me a rundown of what that might look like. Well, the preparation starts months before, you know, months in advance. It's it's a pretty big it's a pretty big deal. Um, this year in particular, we you know we're not only celebrating the fact that of Ju you know Juneteenth um, being the, you know a day of freedom. We call that our day our our day of freedom, meaning for African Americans, mm -hmm. significant in our culture um, because that was the day that the slaves were freed with the proclamation. Um, um, I can't say proc Emancipa the I can't Emancipation Proclamation. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that is traditionally, that's why we celebrate the, you know, that's why we celebrate. Um, so that being said, um, this year is more significant because it's now a federal holiday and in the city of Anchorage is now a city holiday. The city of Anchorage oh. um, has that, uh, you know, um, to be a, you know, a legal holiday as well. Mm -hmm. And the state of Alaska just recently, the legislature just recently voted to approve it as a state holiday. So that that won't happen until next year. So the celebration is is threefold. We're we're just you know blessed to have have it be recognized as an as a holiday, yeah. as an official holiday. So yeah, that's was, that's 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 the significance more so this year than in previous years. In Anchorage, they've been this has actually been forty years that Juneteenth has been celebrated in in the city of Anchorage. Really? Uh, wow. However, not not to this magnitude, but I mean it's been celebrated. We've had a in some capacity, yeah, has been in existence for forty years. Yeah, so I was that, just I was just mm -hmm. reminded uh, yesterday, I think, that, that President Biden signed that into law, I think, last yes. year, made yes. it a national federal holiday. Yes. And I'd forgotten it that. Like this year. So um, as of you know, next year, every all the pieces will be the puzzle pieces will be complete, so to speak, uh -huh. because we'll have city, state and federal holiday. Mm -hmm. um, but how we're celebrating it just like it's already in effect, um, you know, as far as the state holiday goes, we're just well, especially if you've been celebrating it for 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so just to have it be recognized nationally and, mm -hmm. you know, nationally and statewide is, is a big deal. Um, so to get back to your original question was, what does that, what does the preparation look like? It definitely happens uh, the previous year. We start the previous year, from the previous year. And um, that goes, there's a lot of planning. And I have to give, um, I got to give a shout out to yep. um, the person, a, a young lady here in Anchorage. Her name is Jasmine Smith. And she is definitely um, strategic. Sorry, we had a little uh, a little glitch there, and I didn't want to do her get her. her is, uh, I wanted to give proper, you know, acknowledgement to Jasmine Smith, and she is the organizer of the Juneteenth Anchorage um, as it exists today. Um, I think it was about three or four years ago. She kind of came to the forefront, and and I would say took over where others had, you know, left had brought it to a certain point, and she uh -huh. was able to help organize Juneteenth Anchorage into what it is today. And so she has, you know, I'm part of the team and 
I'm only one member of the team, but she has a, a team of community volunteers that also assist in putting Juneteenth Anchorage together. I'm just, uh, I'm just blessed to be one of those people. Now you did the music and you said that began. I, I primarily focused on the entertainment part of it. Entertainment, yes. right. Um, and, and how do you, yeah. like that began months ago. Do people approach you or do you approach them? Do you go off last year's guess or, or. How, I think it's are... a little bit of all, all of those, all of those. Okay. Um, we look at who performed in previous years as well as, like you said, people will approach um, us about um, wanting to perform or wanting to be part of Juneteenth. And then there's also outreach. Uh, if I, for me, for instance, this year, um, I'm, I'm primarily focused on Sunday. And Sunday, what we wanted to do was bring the churches back into Juneteenth, have That's them so be cool. part of, more, more involved in, and more strategic as far as being part of the Sunday celebration. Because in previous years, we uh, dwindled down to one day. It used to be three days. It started out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, back, as they say, back in the day, yeah. and um, <laughs> that proved to be very, very hard, especially with Friday, because of course people have to work. So um, we are. So then we focused on just mainly Saturday in the previous years because we didn't have enough, you know, people to help and and get the days on the park and da da da. So as we were built rebuilding Juneteenth, um, we are now proud to say that we're doing it for three days. We have Saturday, Sunday, and Monday because Monday is now a holiday. Uh -huh. So. And Monday being the actual Juneteenth holiday. Um, so, uh, was I gonna say? so, yeah, we start months in advance. All those different factors approach us. We look at last year's, you know, who performed in the past. And this year I did my outreach to, I, I, I focused on churches, you know, churches mm -hmm. and, and performers in the community that I know through my, you know, being here and knowing them. Most of, the, most of which were little babies when I knew them, <laughs> now adults. Um, <laughs> So we, I, folk, I did outreach and, and did um, seek out groups that, um, you know, I thought would be a good fit and uh, pastors and churches and that type of thing. So we're really uh, proud of the lineup this year. Um, that also includes a good friend of mine who is a gospel, gospel recording artist, Brent Jones. And he, um, we brought him up to facilitate the workshop and put the community choir together. So we're happy to oh, have okay. our first. I think what I want to say our first Juneteenth community choir this year. That's um, exciting. That yeah, really it is. is. Definitely. And, and and you did it all 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 by your little lonesome, except with everybody else's help. A lot of help. <laughs> yeah, lot of, I'll say I, I reached out. I'll say that you know I did do that, yeah. but um, I can't claim it all. But I you know with a lot of help too. But we're really excited about the choir. That's actually they have their first rehearsal tonight. Well, they had their first rehearsal already. And then um, they perform on Sunday and Monday. Mm -hmm. Tell me some other acts maybe that Be Bad Productions have brought into the Anchorage area, uh, promoted, built up, went from you to bigger, better successes or different successes, or were, were already big and established stars and you guys were able to finagle them into Anchorage. The reason I'm asking is this. Uh, years ago when B.B. When King was live, I was living in St. Louis and every year he had a BB King music festival. And basically mm -hmm. it was, it was a five artist concert and it was always at like the, the Fox, the fabulous Fox where uh, if you ever seen the movie, hail, hail rock and roll that where Chuck Berry played. Okay. In this movie, well, BB came out uh, the first year I went and I, I was able to get front row seats and it was our anniversary. So Max and I were, you know, we're dressed to the nines, but the first band that came out was, was uh, a 
I want to say a Stevie Ray Vaughan type rock band, blues band from Alaska. And they were a Native American. They, they practiced, performed, met all on the reservation there. But this was, we're going back 20 years, you know. But uh, I think you're okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So uh, I'm going on a long story here because I... I, I, I was hoping maybe the name of the band would come to me or you would say, oh, yeah, I know who those guys are. They they toured with B.B. for a couple of years. And I know oh, B.B. Yeah. has made it to a, a when he was around. He played Anchorage uh, quite yeah, a few times. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know if do you does B.B.A.D. Productions bring in that kind of talent or or tell me who else you've brought in. Wow. I need to look at my list. Honestly, I'm <laughs> trying to start doing this by memory and I'm a little old. Yeah. So excuse me on that. Um. Let me see. Ooh, we, I'm, I'm going to go back. To, I got to go back a span of years. So, um, well, how about somebody recent that I might, might have heard of or, or I, I can name up first. I'll name up some of the artists that we brought that were established. How about that? Yeah. So we yeah. brought in, um, Brian McKnight. Um, okay. we brought in, uh, oh my gosh, uh, uh, jazz artist, Gerald Albright, um, Peter White, um, Regina Bell, um, Kelly Price, um, oh my gosh, we even brought in Two Chains, the rapper. Wow, um, so you brought some in names in. Yeah, we brought in some some big names and some names that weren't as well known. We also brought, we also focused initially on what we call old school hip hop. Uh, Dougie Fresh, Slick Rick, um, Big Daddy Kane. You know, oh my Sugar Hill God, you're going way back. Yeah, we went, we went with because we actually our first love is what we call old school hip hop. We, we love the hip hop culture. Uh -huh. So yeah, it's not yeah. rap, it's hip hop to us. So there's hip hop culture, which is like the, the originators of hip hop, you know, L cool J and right, right, you know, right. not L cool J, but you know, the, we like the old school hip hop. That was our original love and still is. And then we kind of morphed into doing um, jazz and R and B artists and um, you know, et cetera. So I think if, if somebody wanted to sum up what, you know, what we do or what we've done, and we, we, we like to take local artists or Alaskan artists who are relatively unknown. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times, um, not unknown, but really uh, not even experienced, not professional um, necessarily. But we like to take, you know, allow, give them an opportunity and a platform to increase, you know, what's the word? More exposure, um, maybe, or? More exposure. And also give them an opportunity to grow, grow in their field, you know, whatever uh -huh. that field is. So primarily um, singers, but also musicians. Um, and we provide a platform, which is we do events such as R&B Live. R&B Live, Rhythm and Blues Live, mm -hmm. um, has been a love of ours. We've done that now for, almost, I guess, a couple of years. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We just celebrate our five-year anniversary for R&B Live. So uh -huh. we've been doing that since 2018. And that's a music series that we put together where, again, we have local artists or musicians um, on, you know, we create the, the, the venue and the opportunity and the event for them to come and perform. And most have never been, some have never even been on the stage before wow. on, on a stage in front of an nice. audience. I'm here at, so we, um, people will come, you know, approach me and send me videos and et cetera. And I'll say, okay, you might be a good fit. And um, more recently, in the last couple of years, we've added a live band um, to play for the artists. So it's really been, it's been a great experience and great. Um, a lot of those artists have gone on from being scared to be on a stage in front of an uh -huh. audience, 
now doing their own events. They're now doing their own shows. And so that seeing that um, happen has been one of my, I guess, greatest loves is to see an artist. Yeah, to see someone that nobody knew who they were and to see them doing their own shows. That's great. That's that's what it's all about for us. Right. There's a a guest that I had on from Alabama who's a a voice teacher and piano teacher, uh, Beth Mm -hmm. Ryan. And I can only imagine, and you probably will have the same experience if you haven't already, I can only imagine what it'd be like to have one of your your students or one of your projects, you know, see them on uh, America's Got Talent, you know, or The Voice or something like that. Wouldn't that be cool to say when they say- Actually, we have have someone, um, now that you said that, we have a young lady that um, actually- uh, I'm very proud of her, and I really, I really feel that she's. I, I think this is just the beginning for her. She's definitely on her way up, uh, even mm-hmm. higher than she is. A young lady that I've known since she was five years old. She was in my first talent show here oh, in Anchorage, wow. and she cool. won the talent show. Her and her brother did Ike and Tina Turner, and when I tell you, oh, wow. and she was probably about five or seven years old, and now to watch her. So what happened is, so we had this happen. So she, you know, grew up, went to high school, graduated, went into the military. And I, we reconnected here because she was born and raised here. So we reconnected mm-hmm. a couple of years, well, like two, three years ago, because she had been gone from Alaska. And I said, um, she, I said, would you like to be part of R&B Live? You know, because I'm watching her all this time. I watched her throughout high school. She was actually in a, in a youth program that I was a, uh, the, the uh, what do you call it? What was that called? Chairperson of. Uh-huh. And I, I've been watching her and I said, you know, this young lady is really going to be somebody, you know. And so... The, I guess one of the highlights of, if I, if I had to say, what was the, one of the greatest moments of anything that we've done was at R&B Live a few months ago, she uh, performed with the band and she did, she did a tribute to me by doing, you know, I can Tina, I mean, Tina Turner song. Uh-huh. Um, what is the song? Oh my gosh. Like what's love good? Rolling do? on the river. Oh, Rolling on the river. Prob- primary, yeah. Primary, primary. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So she did that. I didn't know she was going to do it. I had uh-huh. no idea. And they, she had the dress, she had changed clothes, the dress and everything. And I mean, I, when you talk about, I just sit there and cried. Tears of joy. But uh-huh. just seeing that, I mean, and, and when we, I'll send you that and you'll be able to see what I mean, but it was yeah. just phenomenal. And to watch her go from that little girl, five-year-old little girl, you know, with a wig on playing, you know, Tina Turner, her brother was playing the, uh, uh-huh. you know, playing the guitar. Uh-huh. Of course, they're both adults now, but to see her. Now, does, does Ike still play Ike? Or is he done? He he's actually in the military, but he's grown now. I don't know. If, uh-huh. I think he does still play the guitar, you know. But uh-huh. I I don't know. You know, I haven't followed him as closely as I have her. But and now she's at the um, I think it's a New York School of Music or something, going to school. Wow. Um, so she's out of the military, going to this performance performing arts school in New York City, uh-huh. and she actually was just on Showtime at the Apollo and won first place. Wow. So, yeah, I know. Awesome. So I'm, I think she's going to be on there. Been asked to come back. So I'm just really, that's just one example of, you know, something I have to say, wow, you know, look at that, look at her, you know, and look at, look at, uh, you know, the, the, the growth of, a, of an artist, you know what I mean? No kidding. And so that and, was just phenomenal to see that. Yeah. And it's definitely. so cool. And, and, and Dexter, is that your husband or is that your son? Yeah. Dexter is my son. Okay. I mean, my, I repeated what you said. Dexter's my husband. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> he probably would get a kick out of that. He probably get a kick out of that. Yeah. For both of you to sit there and say, "Look, we created this platform, sweetie. You know, we we did yeah. this. We got this thing going, and now look at her. Look at what she's done. Yeah. That yeah. is just awesome. 
Well, yeah. uh, I want to talk to you about the process in a minute. Okay. Like the process of how people come to you and how someone might approach you, but I want to first do this. Okay. I've got a, a custom made handmade acoustic guitar named Margaret. It has the total quality, that tone, that rich high end guitar sound. This baby fits my hand perfectly with its mahogany neck. It glides easily when I play. But what I love most about her is that low-end sustain. I think it's actually still ringing from the first open E chord I played when I first got her. Well, she was built by Joe Mendel of Joe Mendel's Frets and Joe Mendel's Guitars, one of the sponsors here in Music of America. A maple bridge and fretboard, a veneer Zircote headstock, and I think the spruce body though, is what really gives it its resonance and its sustain. But it's just just a beautiful-looking and beautiful-sounding guitar, all custom-made for me from Joe Mendel's Guitars, joemendelsguitars.com. And Andrea Antoine from Be Bad Productions out of Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, one of the things I wanted to do with the Music of America podcast is not just have musicians on there. I mean, it's obviously it's going to be really musician heavy, musician laden, but I wanted to have some variety in there. And one of the things that really intrigued me about the whole concept of a production facility such as yours is that it's music, but it's not the musicians. So my question is twofold, and I'm going to let you just talk and talk. <laughs> but uh, how does an artist approach a production company? And how does a production company get their 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 acts the the people that they want to promote so let's start from your perspective first like how do you prospect if you're out looking for talent that you or dexter or the organization wants to promote how do you go about finding that talent so i will say there's a couple of processes um i'll start with the local the local process locally um a lot of times to be honest with you it's word of mouth People will, um, social media is, is big, you know, because mm -hmm. people will inbox me, um, send me, Hey, I, I, I'm a singer. Can I be in your next event or something like that? Or I heard about you or my friend told me to contact you or the friend will say, I have a friend. So a lot of times it is word of mouth and social media, especially in the world that we live in today before it was still word of mouth, but it was less social media and mm -hmm. more in person, you know, or, or phone call. Right. Um, so locally, local, um, connections, local referrals. And also, if I'm, we're always out in the community going to different events. Like, um, we go to, we go, we we support a lot of other, you know, other artists, other producers. So we'll see someone perform and say, "Hey, that person's pretty good." And sometimes I'll approach them, or they'll approach us. Mm -hmm. um, and it just comes from word of mouth and reputation and being visible. I think visibility is is huge and key in a, in the local community you know, in Alaska. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of outside of Alaska. Um, we, we being my husband and myself with us loving different genres of music, we will see or know of an artist or see someone perform maybe on TV or, or at a music festival because we attend a lot of shows as well out of state and in state. And so we might see that artist or hear about that artist and say, Hey, check this person out or something like that. We can either approach them through their, you know, management through, through social media, or I also have a couple or actually a few connections that I've. You know, over the years, um, built relationships with for booking agencies or booking agents. Okay. And I have friends, you know, that are in the industry that have connections to other artists. So I would say overall, if I wanted to sum up everything, I would say that um, a lot of it is based on relationship, your relationships that you build over the years 
with different, it could be a producer, it could be a booking agent, it could be a manager, it could be another person that's just like, you know, another promoter. Um, uh-huh. So you build, you build those relationships and you network. Networking is key in this business and reputation, networking and reputation. When you guys are out, say you take a trip to Montreal for the Jazz Fest, or you just take a vacation, you want to just go to you go back home. You want to go down and you go to go to a club and you mm-hmm. see somebody and they light it up. Yeah. You approach them? Do you go I have. And, have you? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am that girl. <laughs> uh, I you, have. you said I, earlier how I, shy I, 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 you were. <laughs> I used, I don't know what happened, but something <laughs> happened, huh? Um, you know, and before we would use a business card, you know, yeah, um, business yeah. cards were big. Now less, use less. Now people may take a picture of, you know, uh, your, or, or ask for, what is your name on Facebook? What's your, you know, what's your, right, right. Uh, your what's your name or something like that. So a yeah. lot, a lot of times, like I said, social media is huge um, in networking um, and, and relationships that you have built up over the years with other people that connect you with someone else. And um, that just happened with me, for instance. Um, a, a, I booked an artist. His name is Jay Holiday, by the way. And um, he came to Alaska back in 2018, I think it was. He's a recording, you know, pretty well-known uh, R&B artist. So we booked him and he did a, a date, a club date up here in Anchorage. And then his manager and myself, we stayed connected. Hey, how you doing? You know, just speaking. Hey, when are you going to bring us back or something like that? Yeah, yeah. And so he, connect, he called me out of the clear blue sky and he said, hey, you want to do a show? Why don't you guys put a show together in Seattle? And I said, um, something I said. And he said, well, I have a, a promoter. I'm going to send you his information. So he did. And now we're working together. Um, he's wow. out of Seattle. He has shows in Seattle, Tacoma, Portland area. So we are actually connecting on an event that's going to be happening actually next week. Uh, well, happen uh, in Seattle um, in June. So, so it's just, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like relationship. And it's, uh-huh. I think the promoter promotion um, business or the music business, is very connected in that way that you it's all built on reputation and who you know and networking and you got a reputation if you've been doing it as long as you've been doing it you know you've, oh, you've got that, a reputation yeah. yeah that's well that's the goal is that people want to work with you you know right. you have to build right. a reputation to be easy to work with and um you know and and a person that you know you have to be you know known to be honest and and pay your artist, you know what I mean? And have a reputation in that way. <laughs> so that, that goes a long way in um, longevity. That's how you stay. That's how you stay relevant. Mm-hmm. So I've been hearing and hearing since I've been involved in this podcast, like I've been hearing how so many artists play Alaska and love it and can't wait to get back there. So I'm Let me treat everybody good. <laughs> yeah. Alaska, and, Alaska tends, Alaska is very big on hospitality, Alaskans in general. So uh-huh. when someone comes to Alaska, um, I, I want to say overall people, uh, Alaskas are very, you know, uh, what's the word welcoming. And we want people, you know, when people come here, we don't, rec- we don't get as many, you know, artists and music festivals and stuff that they do in the lower, for- lower 48 due, due to logistics and, and cost. So mm-hmm. when someone comes here, um, people tend to, you know, gravitate towards that. And I, I always call Alaska a repeat town. And what I mean by that is, an artist can come here relatively unknown and they can perform. And if they do well, I mean, if they do a good performance, word of mouth gets around and that person can come back and sell out the next time. The first time, eh, I don't know who that is. And they may come, you know, and you might get a, a lackluster, uh, you know, response, but when they come back, it's, it's huge. Yeah. Uh, I want 
if, if you don't mind, I want to, there was another example of something that you asked me about earlier about an artist that, that started out, you know, um, right. that we gave an opportunity to and that blew up. And I, I don't know how I could be remiss in not bringing up um, Black Violin. Have you ever heard of them? Yes, I actually have. I, well, I don't so know they, how. Yeah, yeah. The, the good news is that you have. So when we first brought them up in 2005, I believe it was, they had just won the um, Showtime at the Apollo. That was when it was televised with Steve Harvey. And okay. so they won yeah. that, that show. So they got a lot of you know, publicity from that. But they uh -huh. still were relatively unknown, very talented guy. And so we met them. I, I would just happen to be on social media. And I said, man, I, I don't know what it is about violinists, but I love, I love the sound of violin. I just love the, you know, the, I, lo I love the mix of hip hop, R&B, and the violin, the sound of the violin. I always have. And uh -huh. so... Um, uh, or strings, you know, string, strings, instruments. So long story short, I was watching Showtime at the Apollo, which was one of my favorite shows. And I was like engrossed with this group. I was like, wow, they are so dope. They're, they're great. Uh -huh. And so I reached out thinking nobody's going to get back to me. Well, they did. And so I connected with their, their booking um, manager and we were able to bring them here in 2000. It was right after they were relatively unknown. And so we brought them here um, for the African-American summit. At that time, um, Senator Davis, Senator Betty Davis had put that together. So I was the entertainment committee again. Here I am again. Here <laughs> you go again. <laughs> so I said, I tried to convince her. And she was like, well, I've never heard of these guys. Who are they? I said, you have to trust me on this. These guys are phenomenal. They're, they're from Florida. You got to hear them. So I'm trying to, you know, convince her. She goes, I don't care. Here's your budget. Do what, whatever. I don't care. So I was like, okay. So I'm like, oh, gosh, I got to book these guys. So I'm, then I'm negotiating the cost, you know. At that yeah. time, they were relatively unknown. So not too expensive. So they come and they perform and everybody's blown away. Like, wow, you guys are pretty good. Andrew, you, you were right, you know? Mm -hmm. So they, they were, people were very interested in what people wanted to bring them back. So long story short, we brought them back again the next time. We took them to elementary schools and my husband drove them around, you know, all over town. Oh, uh, fun. You know, doing like assemblies at schools. Yeah. And um, they have now uh, blown up so big. Now they're doing, uh, they're doing uh, international tours. Um, they're huge. They're, they're like, quadrupled um in popularity they're well known and um mm -hmm. but they were relatively unknown i mean no one knew who they were then uh -huh. and now they're like you know quadruple like i said they're celebrities now you know right right and, um, they've been here many times and every time they come to town they always connect with us we go to the shows and stuff like that and i've actually seen their shows out of state as well yeah. but that's a great example of a, a a group that we connected with early on in their career that have now blown up so so now they sell out the performing arts center right and that was first, the first show was free oh wow <laughs> show, wow yeah the first show was free because no yeah. one knew who they were that's and it was, big, free. it was like a youth summit swing. you know yeah yeah definitely that, that's an example of somebody that you went out and got yeah what if yes. the shoe were the other foot let's say black violins wanted wanted to play anchorage but they needed to be in touch with somebody that puts on a production or yes. john smith down in uh tuscaloosa mississippi or wherever you know or uh, somebody from Oklahoma City or somebody from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and they've heard about what a cool music scene Alaska is. And spe I'm saying specifically Anchorage because that's what I'm hearing about the most. Does somebody come to you? Do they send you a tape? Do they send you an email? They, you said social media is big. Uh, do, do they say, check us out on YouTube? Check us out on what are, what are the yep. forums, I guess, where most people send, uh, We will get a YouTube link if they're on YouTube. Mm -hmm. We'll get a, you know, a 
Spotify or whatever it is. I'm a link from their music. Nowadays, that's what people do. You know, uh-huh. um, they'll text you. I'll just get, I get random text messages. You would not believe me if I, I told you. I, I um, would think you got to be getting 10 or 20 of those an hour sometimes. Not, you know? not that many, but it depends <laughs> on how, I, not, not that many. We're not quite, I'm going to say that big, but okay. we have gotten, I would say quite a few. I mean, we'll get them inboxed to us on Messenger, mm-hmm. Instagram, et cetera. It just depends on what's going on. If they know that we're getting ready to do an event, you know, we'll get more. But, um, you know, it's, I always say it's not the quantity, it's the quality, you know? Right, um, right. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I don't say we're a huge, we're not huge, but we're, I think we're, we're big enough in our, you know, in our community um, mm-hmm. to be known as the, you know, we're the urban, we're more of an urban um, you know, known as the urban promoter, so to speak, okay. only because of the genres of music. But like I said, we're looking to branch out into other genres of music this summer and, um, you know, see where it goes. Where would you love to have a satellite office? Oh, wow. Well, I never thought I'd say this, but I love, I, I'm, I'm loving New York all of a sudden. I don't know if in my, in my no old kidding. age, I recently went to New York and I just spent like a few days um, in uh-huh. New York city and just, like love and you know love the culture and the, mm-hmm. the hustle bustle and the people and the music and you know just all of that but I, there was a time when i was scared of new york you know what i mean right. but now right. i love it i just haven't gone there with my husband several times i love it now the culture there but and i love new orleans um i go that's uh, my town baby. Go, that's my town i've been going to, i've been going i love been going to the essence festival for many years yeah. and now that is a that is the epicenter of culture you know but the culture the food mm-hmm. the music the people, you just I got just love, everything, love man. It. You got everything in New Orleans. Yeah, every especially during the Essence Festival. There's that. Uh-huh. There's like probably fifty to hundred thousand people there, and it's just from all over. It's just, it's just great. Three days of just everything. I uh, went down there, and it was a Monday Night Football, the Saints against uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and they both uh-huh. were black and gold. So they built it as the Battle of the Black and Gold, and it was also, <laughs> it was also Halloween weekend. So they. Uh, they told oh, everybody wow. come to the game in costume because they do that anyway because it's New Orleans, you know. Right, right. <laughs> and it's in the Guinness Book of World Records now as the largest Halloween party because oh, wow. they promoted it as a Halloween party. People showed up in costume, so uh, they've got I don't remember what the numbers were, but it had so many people in costume that it won some kind of some kind of uh, Guinness Book of World Records largest Halloween party. But yeah, that's, that's awesome. New Orleans, my town. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Gotta love it. Yeah. We went there a couple of years ago with my, uh, my girlfriend's brother and his wife and we stayed out and just, we just kept going club after club, live music. And these guys were great. Yeah. We went over just here yeah. and they yeah. were great. We went over here and, and it was such a variety of music. And we just sat there, we watched jazz and a piano bar. And then we went and saw hip hop. And then we went and saw an R and B band, a nine piece R and B band. And, and we're dancing all up and down. And then we yeah. literally, Andrea, we really, we got this close. We got like a block from our hotel and I had to stop and lean against the building and take a nap. <laughs> I said, I am that exhausted. Yes, but yes. that's, uh, that's knowledge to me, man. That's uh, everything. And like yeah, you said, it's everything. That's so how would you go about doing that? How would you, uh, how would you set up a satellite or would you, would you let them come to you? Yeah. I don't know if I would set up an actual satellite. I mean, an actual physical location mm-hmm. um, in the world that we have today you know, with the technology right. and everything that we have on social media, you probably don't need to have actual brick and mortar, so to speak. But, right. you know, I guess 
there was a time when I probably dreamed of that, but I think now in the world that we are today, it's not really necessary. It's extra, extra added expense. I mean, look at so this. I think yeah, I we're, we're doing this, and yeah, so just like just like now, you have yeah. a, you can have a full blown you know business meeting and a whole you can have a whole concert online now because of COVID. <laughs> right? So um, yeah, I I mean I don't know. I think I'm saying New York, but I, it would be good, cool to be able to reach. And with the way that we have technology now, you can reach people all over the world. Yeah. So really. Having a satellite office, it would probably be, you know, a mute point at this point, but maybe, maybe not. Well, Andrea, this has been everything in plus that I would hoped that it would have been. <laughs> uh, give me some uh, closing remarks and comments about you guys and how people can reach out to you if they uh, they want to get promoted in Alaska and uh, how they reach you. What are your socials? Well, we are Be Bad Productions, spelled B. B A A D. It's two B's and two A's and a D. I say right. that all the time. So be bad productions. Bad. LC. Be bad productions. <laughs> um, we are on all social media outlets. We are on Facebook as in that name. Be bad productions. We also have be bad artist and booking booking management. Uh, we have also RMB Live Alaska, um, and then we also are on Twitter at B B A A D P R O D S. And we are on Instagram, BB, um, at B-B-A-A-D-P-R-O-D-S-2. <laughs> the number two. two. So there's yeah. a number one. There's two. a number one. There's <laughs> one. So um, we're on all social media outlets, and you can inbox us and, and connect. And give me a plug here for R&B Live. When's it coming up? R&B Live will be sometime in the month of uh, July or August of this, this summer. Don't have it oh, exactly because okay. we're working on a, a venue but um which is can be a challenge in alaska but we're, we're working on that and hoping to uh secure that um show within the next couple of weeks well thank you so much it's been a wonderful and a wonderful interview wonderful joyous just love your story i just love what you guys are doing up there it's so cool uh next time we do this i want to get dexter on here too and get his input Okay. If I, can, if I can grab him, if yeah. I can get him. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and tell him, I didn't mean to call him your son. <laughs> <laughs> might, might like to make him younger if he is, right? There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much, Andrea Antoine and Be Bad Productions, wrapping up our week in Alaska. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.